following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. And now, your starting lineup for Dirty Mo Doe. Up first from the great state of Ohio, he's the degenerate of the group who bets on anything he watches, the Chopper. Next, he's from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, the man who does the real work crunching the numbers, the Professor. And last, hailing all the way from Maine, the crew chief of this misfit bunch, Steve Latar. Season-long wrap-up on Dirty Mode Doe. Myself and the chop in the studio, the professor at home. Later in the show, my old buddy Nick Costas from You Better You Bet. I can't wait. Who's going to get more words in, me or Nick? I tell you who it's not going to be, the professor of the chop. They don't have a chance of getting a word in in this conversation. I take Nick on the over. I, th- I tell you, my kind of guy, he comes out of a cannon, double five hours. I mean, he I mean, shot out of a cannon. Man, that boy. So, uh, Ryan Blaney, walk-off winner with the best car. Uh, like, before we get into the bets, let's talk about the race. First of all, the truck race, embarrassing. I won't watch truck races if that's how they're going to drive. It was a joke. Yeah, hold it was, on, it hold even on, racing. hold on. Demolition you, Derby. You didn't watch it. I watched you. Not I didn't need it. to watch it. You did not watch Tell it. Tell them the story. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, 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 Dale Jr. was trying to wake you up to watch it, and there was no movie. So we had a house. We had, see, he's an awful storyteller. We had an Airbnb in Phoenix, uh, out in the Avs. Yeah. And, and we were trying to watch the race. And it was so bad, I fell asleep. So Dale kept waking me up on the couch. Finally, I'm like, this isn't as good. Let me be. So I slept through it. But I heard it was a disaster. Is that better? Yeah, yeah, that's about right. Xfinity race, good race. Hated it for Junior Motorsports. But the sheriff, Cole Custer, with the monster move on the final restart, I thought that was a good one. Boy, uh, it looks scary, though. I mean, he dropped from first to third and... Listen, and so I'll just say it. I'll be the jerk who says it. He dropped the first to third. Then John Hunter Nemechek maybe had a flat tire or just entered 20 miles an hour too fast and missed turn one. And then Justin Allgaier, self-admittedly, you know why I like Justin Allgaier? Because in his interview, he at least admitted it. And he said, I overdrove turn three. Unlike John Hunter, who made all these excuses, Allgaier was like, I screwed it up. Yep. I-, I could cheer for a guy who admits it. It's hard. I couldn't do it. Uh, Cole Custer got it through. It was scary. Yeah. And then in the cup race. Especially with the big ticket on him. Oh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Chop asked me. He goes, who's good in Xfinity? And what I tell you? I said, man. Oh, so the 20, the 7, and, uh, and Cole. Yeah, I said, so I said 20, the 7, and Cole. I, yeah. I, I couldn't handicap them. And what I say, good. who's got the biggest odds? So Cole. Just take whoever has the biggest odds. Guess who it was? The winner. The sheriff brought the chop to victory lane. Uh, that Cup Series kind of went like we want, right? We had the late pit stop. Hendrick beats him out. And for everybody that says you can't pass in the new car, next gen this, can't pass at Phoenix, don't tell Larson or Byron, because guess what? Uh, Blaney passed them both to win the championship. Third yeah. generation racer, great guy. Uh, I'll be honest, all four would have been great champions. I hate it for Christopher Bell. Mechanical taking you out stinks. Uh, yeah. But in the end, Blaney, Blaney brings the bell. I love the energy that, you know, when that little tussle with uh, Chastain. That was oh. fun, and then the and then the interview afterwards. That's money. I mean, so that's... here's what I love. They both had the best thing, right? They were like, they, Chastain, did you know he's mad at me? I didn't care he's mad at me then. I don't care that he's mad at me now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's a plus. Yep. And then the quote of the year, 
Um, so Ryan, you got into the back of Ross Chastain. Did you mean to? Effing <laughs> right, I meant to hit him. <laughs> kind of like I'm the Cup Series champion. You think I'm out of control in my car? No, I hit him on purpose. Yeah, I was like, this is the best ever. Squared him up, didn't wreck him, but didn't wreck him. Let him and know he's there. The, hey, you're number one salute live yeah. on NBC on the in-car camera. It was great. Over and over, right? Oh yeah, we get we got the cackle. We went to the in-car. And we were like, and here it comes. You're number one. <laughs> Steve, I got a question. JGR ends their season with a blown engine, uh, steering, and now a rotor. Is this if you're a crew chief, is there a concern, or is it kind of like these are all one-off that you're not overly worried? Well, you don't love it, um, but it, it just shows you that you know the, even the monster teams can have these issues. Um, the rotor shocks me because it's something that I thought could be an issue. So how they got in this position, either cooling or usage or something set incorrectly, it is something they're going to have to look. The engine... Not a Joe Gibbs thing. That's TRD. Now, it, I know it all works together, but to be honest, whether you want to be concerned or not concerned, you don't get a vote in it, so you're going to smile and wave and take the next engine they give you. Uh, the steering thing, listen, I, I hate excuses. I can't come up with something else to keep Denny Hamlin out of the championship for than one mechanical issue in Miami. He was running good enough to do it. Um, so, I mean, I think there is concern, but I'm sure they're going to get to the bottom of it. The real issue is a non-championship winner. Chop called it. He just had the wrong guy. He had Denny Hanlon. Instead, it was Ross the Boss Chastain uh, going to victory lane. Shock. I was shocked. Yeah. And, and, and he didn't get any airtime either. We got, I saw that on social. He was like, you know, Ross won the race. I'm like, no, I don't. Did he? Yeah. How'd he do? <laughs> that was or great. Rick didn't even give him Ross Chastain's wins and Ryan Blaney. We didn't even have Ross's name in the final lap. It was Ryan Blaney to the championship. But Rick did live up to his Rick Allen with uh, Mr. Larson. Oh, he did for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Larson had no – I mean, that's why I picked Byron pre-race because I'm like, well, Larson can't do it because Rick is Rick Allen. What do you make of Ross's racing? I don't have a problem with it. I really don't. Um, now, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. If I was his crew chief, I probably would have said, hey, man, let's get out of the way. We hope to be here one day. Let's not be in, in the mix. That's my opinion. That's what I would have asked him to do. But Ross has every right to do what he did. I don't think he was inappropriate. I don't think he laid a door on the 12 car. Um, I don't like it. But just because I don't like it doesn't mean it's wrong. I think that's yeah. my take. Yeah, I think, and it was, like I said, he was doing it right. He didn't, you know, I think it's fine. I mean... I mean, that's you're you're the. I mean, listen, yeah, I'm an I, analyst. He's a stack guy, but you're the race fan. Yeah. Were you like get the hell out of the way? Blaney should have the right to go by. No, or? I think Blaney had to get it. I think he had to earn it. I don't. I don't like the idea that these guys, especially when you're from a betting's perspective, guys are laying not laying down, yeah, but, but they're they're giving over. the courtesy pass. Yeah. You know. Don't so be I, giving I, no five footers. I mean, let's yeah, see the, let's, let's see it. Thing out. You're gonna do it. Do it. Yeah, I, I I didn't have any problem with it. He got there. I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, listen, it was, and then at the end, he just drove right away. I mean, it was, it was. I mean, well, and he had the fastest car, car all day. It wasn't. It wasn't like he. It wasn't like not the last at the, three races. Not at the end, he did. Uh, Chastain didn't have the fastest right. car. Well, but he had the What's fastest that? car. No, no, all. Blaney was better than Chastain the whole time. Yeah. If he ever could have got in front of Chastain, it was game over. So what turned the ticket for those guys to just? Man, I don't know. I mean, they, you know, so I had this conversation. We heard the Ford, 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 and all oh, year and here, long. You know what Blaney said? We sat down with all the drivers, and he said, these are my words, not his, because he was a little more eloquent. But basically, when RFK won and won at every, you know, Richmond, Michigan, Daytona, he, you know, basically Team Penske had to look in the mirror and be like, well, we better get our shit together. Because mm -hmm. that's a Ford body. That's a Ford motor. That You know, like sometimes 
and it's happened to me, right? Human is you're like, well, they have something we don't have, being the other manufacturers. Yeah. But then when the Blue Oval rang the bell three times at three different tracks, I think it kicked Penske. Not that they weren't hard, trying hard, but it was like the last straw where it's like, we got to get our stuff together. But now, you know what time it is now, guys? The time I used to love in school. We're not talking about effort. We're talking about grades. It's time to grade. It's a season-long grade. Chop has a spreadsheet with a lot of green on it here. We're going to get to him in a minute. How about the predictor? How did our mathematician, who, a.k.a. used to be the professor, will now be known as the wizard, Ooh, renamed? What? We had uh, a f- I, I'm, I'm not sure who she was exactly. Can we say uh, uh, public relations for a company? Yes. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. A public relations person comes in the booth who knows the professor, knows Rick. I met her for the first time. Nice girl. But she knows the professor, and Ooh. she goes, what are you, the wizard? And I'm like, oh, wait a second. Yeah. That had a nice ring to it. Yeah, I like the wizard. So the professor might get a wizard's hat. Behind the, ca- the He's behind, the man behind the curtain. Oh, the man behind the curtain. Yeah. Don't look behind the curtain. The wizard. All right. And as soon as she the- said that, you can imagine what Stevie's face was like. I, it's all I was trying to look at. Oh, it was like... Crazy. Oh, look at... He even changed his name tag on his... Uh, oh, yeah. Now we've shortened it to the Wiz. Oh, he's just a Wiz. He's just a Wiz. Oh, boy. Come on, Wiz. Yeah. What's the story? What you got? All right. So... Okay. How do I say this? So we won outright four times. Okay? Doesn't seem like a lot, but the predicted winner finished in the top two 25% of the races this year and 50% in the top five. Okay, hold on. So if we would have bet your winner... Top five, we would have been right fifty percent of the time. Correct. And that would have lost money because there's definitely yeah more, right. It's, it's like minus. What about because they were yeah the, the guys that he's picking in predictor were the yeah, exactly the favorites every the week. Top two, twenty five percent of the time. It's a top three bet. Um, Still probably doesn't pay enough. It's, I'm saying that's probably a break even. Okay. I think what we learned is with five or seven races into the season, and I think it'll be less next year because the next gen car is returning. The head to head tool was the monster, no doubt, of everything. Yeah, and it was last year too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that carried the season Which last really year and this year. Wiz, I'm not trying to pick on you, right? It's hard to pick the winner, but you can predict that someone's going to run like top tier versus tier three. Speaking of yep. oh, tier two, you moved him up. Nope. Should have stayed in tier three, Wiz. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was good. That's good. So we had we had some like if you go back and look at it, Martinsville, Richmond, Phoenix, Kansas, Gateway, Nashville, Indy Road Course were by far the best ones. So there we all had like seven of the top ten predicted right. Mm-hmm. Like seven of the top ten finished top ten. Seven of the top at those at those yeah. tracks. I was wondering if the top ten, if you took the, the top, is they kill you. It's like minus five hundred sometimes on like the favorites. Yeah. I think you would have to take like the like the, what, the sixth through tenth place guys that are even close to even. But you know, it's that's kind of what we did though, and that didn't I think work. The predictor purely is. I think the tool is exactly what it is, which is a predictor. And I think looking at it at tiers, whiz is the perfect thing because trying to pick an outright winner is is. Near not impossible, like let's just really hard, right? Well, yeah. But what the predictor has done is it has got us tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four. That helps in head to heads, it helps in daily fantasy, right? If two guys start in the back, you look at the predictor, and I feel like, like we joked about it. Let's talk Kyle Bush, for instance, monster name, people love him, high value in daily fantasy. But the predictor started fading him, 
And it was right. When the predictor started fading him, he started fading. Yeah. Yeah. And, and some of those well, winners were so close at the top, right? So, like, there'd just be like a half a point difference between the top three. And some of those guys would win. And that does, just doesn't count for me. I feel like it, it kind of predicted Blaney's come on, too, because beginning of the year, middle of the year, that predictor, he was, you know, low tier one, mid tier two, right? And by the end, you, he was popping up in tier one. Is that, is that just late? Uh, no, no, I agree. I think you, you're exactly right. What I saw was I liked the tiers better because we started to move drivers. A tier three guy would trend to right. tier two, and then all of a sudden, you know, and, and you would almost start to see the That'd be a good of gra- a graph of that, like, something like that would be right, beneficial. got nothing going on for the next few months. We'll ask him. So, Professor, I've got some other ideas for it, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right After you get done with that group tool that works so good. Let's, yeah, let's uh, scrap the group tool. <laughs> The group tool's not all that bad. Hey, you know what the group tool was great for, though? We had a team that's coming. I had had four guys in the championship race. I just put them in the group tool, and instantly on the show, I'm like, you know, Christopher Bell has never outrun the other three, and everybody's looking at me like, how do you know that? Oh, there you go. And this one's in the background. He's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's uh, let's talk about your big spreadsheet over there with all the green. Where are we at for the year? You had to have a first of all, let's talk about the week. Have a good week? I didn't have the winner. Killed the head to heads though. Kill, uh, head to heads was solid. Eight plus eight. Wait, wait, hold yeah. on a second. Hold on a second. How did you wow. not have the winner? Like Stevie. I didn't have Chastain. Did you have Chastain? Oh, uh, yeah. Never mind. Because Chastain won the Chastain? race. Where was Chastain? No, where... he was getting ready to lose his shit like Blaney won the race. Yeah. That's how little people remember Chastain. Right. It's the professor you know what? was getting ready to give the. You see Blaney even go for the checkered flag, and they were like, no, man, you didn't win the race. You don't get the flag. Get back yeah. to your car. Well, I was, I was watching it, and I thought Blaney won the race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what, what did your predictor have Chastain 13th. last week? Yeah. Well, that was one of those. Deals. He was First one of ever. only um, three times this year the, the predicted winner didn't finish top ten. What? Say that again? That's interesting. Are the predicted or the winner didn't was not in the top ten predicted in the top ten. Here, so he's a oh. stat guy. Let me work on the communication side. That's my window. This is one of only three times this year that the winner of the race was not in the top ten in the predictor model. Now that could be a bet, maybe. You could just you, if you took every the predictor winner top ten. Yeah, because there's only usually like two or three favorites. Well, you'd have to that have to be a huge winner for the year if there's only one loss. How many or three three losses. Three? Uh, three or Even if they're minus five hundred, it doesn't matter. You'd only so lose fifteen hundred. So if you took it was the five hundred on every driver, huh? It was the five hundred um, SVG. I wouldn't do it at the speedways. Yep, Ross, and I think we had one other one. Yeah. So you had, let's say even if they even if the predictor if the predictor number one was minus five hundred top ten every week, you still would only lose fifteen hundred, but you'd win thirty three hundred times. You you'd double your bet. You double your money basically. Yeah, so like every Steve for the ahead, for the Jeff. four races that he got correctly, the odds were six fifty, six fifty, seven fifty, four hundred. Yeah, that's a big loser, right? We would have no Wi-Fi if we bet that. <laughs> so for the year, give me the year totals then. So Drum the roll, year, please. Yeah, for the total year, one hundred and forty units up. One oh four. One forty. One four zero. One four zero. Monster win of the year was SVG at Chicago. Yeah, that changed the whole dynamic. <clears throat> but minus that big win, it's still a positive forty or fifty year. Yeah, and you got the 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 head to head tool, head to head bets were eighty plus eighty five. So if you only did head to head, if you eliminated your winning fa- strategy, yep. only played head to heads, you'd be plus eighty five for the year. That's right. 
And the reason I say that is because I think that the whole thing skewed with the SVG win. It was a monster odds. It was. It was a. It was a hundred points. I mean, so, so this would tell me that the strategy is, and I, and I've, I've kind of been believing this. Just I know every, and here's why. Chop started betting winners more because that's where the handle is. The books have told us that ninety, like eight percent of the money bet on NASCAR is on people to win. And what we are trying to tell the fans is it's better to bet the head-to-heads. Betting the winner is fun, but you have a better chance of being accurate and winning by betting the head-to-heads. That's what I take off the gear as a total. Yeah. I I really only, even last year, I I barely bet a winner. Barely, ever. This year we did it because that's what well, that's, that's what, what people want. So that's want what support they want. The listeners. Right. right, that's what they want. But, but we're trying to steal their listeners head to heads of where it's at. There's no doubt. That's. I mean, we said that last year, and this year was it just you know re- repeated itself. I think, I think a little the, more refinement to some the, things. The trends are real. I think head to head trends are real, and and because you only have to beat one car. I mean, here yeah. just think of the math. Say it's a f- super favorite at minus one fifty. We had what were those four winners again, Trav? Give me the odds of the six fifty, six fifty, seven fifty, four hundred. Four hundred. You got four to one for a car to win. Yeah. Like you're better off to just 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 like it's so hard to win these races. No, I think that the strategy, if you want to do it to make a profit, you have to stick in the head to heads. I agree. Head to heads. And you have to stay every the, every other category, top three, top five, top ten, top manufacturer, top team, groups. And miscellaneous were all losers for the and, year. And and when I say losers, I don't think it's because they're impossible per, to predict. I think that the book beats you on the math. My point yeah. is, we have a pretty good idea who's going to run top ten, top five, but they they squeeze the juice so bad that yep. one bad loser and it kills the day. You know what I mean? Like yeah. my point is, well, I think the only time there's still math available is in the head to heads. I think they kill everything else. Yeah. And that's and you can bet enough head to heads where you don't get tied into one guy. You pick the winner and you hit him for three or five units, and you get and you'll pick the winner that week, right? So out of the total for the year, twenty times I had the winner, seventeen times I didn't. Now the one it, the one big winner, but other if that, you take that out of there, it's it's still a slight advantage, like plus twenty. Yeah. If you take out the SVG, but it seems to me that that the head to heads is where it's where it's at. And I think if we can dial in the odds to it where the value is right so we can pick the winner that's you know part of this is we could we could pick the winner every week if you pick five guys you're gonna hit most of them right but the it's it's where the value is where you can get the odds at where it makes sense and i think that's where if we can tie in the odds to the head-to-head tool to say here's here's what it makes sense you know yeah because year two we need the head-to-head tool to tell us not just who's going to be in front of who but give him a factor you know, this right. is a 105, a 110, a 115, a 120 factor. And yep. so here's the thing. This is really year two of this system, year one of the pod. But the reason the pod came to life is because Chop would say, hey, man, real quick on a Sunday morning, who's going to outrun who? This guy or this guy, this guy or this guy, this guy or this guy. And he was like, man, you know, we're pretty good. You could kind of pick this guy over that guy. So so I think that's what we're going to focus on more um, next year is the head-to-heads because I also think that's – Plus, in the head-to-heads, what that allows you to do, if we look at the tiers and the head-to-heads, I think we can, you know, if you're a daily fantasy guy listening to this, you have to put a lineup together. I think that helps as well, as you can figure out what the tiers are for a head-to-head. Steve, now that racing's over, I, I don't want to hear any excuses about you, like, forgotten. You, you fired off your, your pick-em picks Saturday morning, because you've been making a lot of excuses, and your standings is not exactly... Uh... 
stellar right now. I feel without a doubt from now to the end of the football season, I will beat the living crap out well, of you. Well, I'm up 10 points Ooh. on you. Ooh. Let's start over. Uh, no, 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 from no, today no, forward. No, I, I'm, I'm up from 10. You know what? I'd almost take the. Yeah, no, so what I'm saying though is, I'm, I don't sit and drink beer like a podcast producer. It's got nothing to do on Friday. What Friday, I'm saying Friday. is, I'm up ten now. So from now until the season, if it's not ten, then yes, you're right. That's all I'm saying is. Oh yeah, I, I think I, I, I think you can make the ten up. Oh, I think I'm going to catch it. I think at the end of the year we will be tied, or I'll be ahead. And you guys will be can both you catch up at me. Chopper? So you are sitting. You are sitting at no. 54 points. No. Chopper is at 68. No, I can't catch you. Yeah, but when you take the drop, no, 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 I, no. I, no. I, I've dropped. This is with the two dropped. Yes, it's with the dropped. Well, ten behind yes. you with the drop, Trav. I got you covered. We'll see. I'm coming for you. All right, enough about racing. It's time to move into football. Racing is behind us, so if we're going to talk pigskin, we got to bring in my buddy Nick Costas. You better, you bet, Nick. I know I sent you down a dark road on Rasta Vecta, but you got to stick with me, man. You can't listen. Betting once and jumping out of the boat, that's an and move. you got to be all in. Steve, I've been, I've been betting for a long time, man. If I jumped off the boat after one loss, I would have been done two decades ago. So uh, I'm happy to be on with you guys and happy to keep riding. I might, almost, I, I might also be retired because think of all those losses I wouldn't have had if I would have just quit betting. Uh, so we're here. We're going to talk a lot about football, but we can't, we can't look ahead without looking back. The chopper here, 3 a.m., I woke up to a text. It's a Maction win. Chop is the Ohio guy. You're a Maction lover. I love it. Went to Miami of Ohio. Mac guy. Mac guy. It's my wheelhouse. <laughs> That's total degeneracy. All right, what do we want to start with? There's some monster college games. I know the professor. He is sweating bullets. He's a Penn State guy. Uh, let's just be honest. They don't have a chance, right? I mean, we're on Michigan all day, every day. Yeah, I think so. Um, and, like, I, I kind of, like, can't wait to see, like, what, like, this punishment is going to be. I love the thought that people have that, like, the Big Ten is going to punish, really? The Big Ten's going to say, like, oh, we can get two teams into the college football playoff this year, Michigan and Ohio State, and maybe get the national champion. Actually, no, we don't want that. We're actually going to take one of our teams that, really? Like, is that really going to happen? Like, I don't think there's any chance. So I think, like, if you bet Michigan to win the title, like, I don't think that'll get impacted. I don't think, for what it's worth, McCarthy will win the Heisman, even if he puts up crazy numbers and they go undefeated in the regular season. I think that's how, like, the writers will. Because, you know, the writers, they get on their high horse, and they're like, yeah, we don't— we're not going to give the Heisman Trophy to J.J. McWhatever. Um, yeah, I think Penn State's up against it. How's Penn State scoring in this game, I guess, w- would be would be my issue. I, I think Penn State's going to have issues scoring points in this game. Uh, I'll take Michigan. I think Michigan wins this game by 10 points. I love the Wolverines coming up on Saturday. Before we move on, Professor, speak now. This is your Penn State moment to defend the Nittany Lions. If you have any sort of fact to go the other way, Speak now or just remain quiet with the Emmy over your shoulder. No, I was looking for a while. There's no chance you're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> even, okay. Even my man. I love that. I love that. Um, we got another big – who Ohio State have this week? I haven't looked at that matchup yet. Who you got? You it's Michigan State. It's, it's oh, minus State. 31. It's <laughs> I don't know. I'm a big fan because Ohio State will come out super, super slow, and I'll get the second half line for a monster. And we'll ride it all the way to the pay dirt. That's my plan on that that's, one right there. That's almost a, every week. Every week. Just bet them second half. I'm buzzing on a Saturday, and it's Chop telling me what second half to get on. <laughs> you can't miss them. That game I don't have a ton of interest in. The one game, the other big game that I do really like, I'm going to bet Ole Miss in the first half against Georgia, guys. 
where Georgia had a couple step-up games against competition this year. Not the Kentucky game. They're up a million points basically the entire way. But we saw it against Auburn. We saw it against Missouri. A couple other games this year for Georgia where they come out of the gates like a little bit slow. And we've seen them trail. I saw South Carolina. They're down 14-3. They're tied at the half in a couple other games. And then they put the foot on the accelerator in the second half and they pull away. So they're about a 10.5-point favor right now against Ole Miss. This is the first time these two teams have played in seven years. We haven't seen the Elaine Kiffin, Kirby Smart head-to-head matchup yet. So not a lot to glean there from like past uh, past matchups, obviously. But I'll look to play that trend of Georgia maybe starting slowly, pulling away in the second half. I'll play Ole Miss guys in the first half against Georgia on Saturday. Listen, we're not even stopping on the Thursday night game. Panthers and Bears, that's who stinks more. I can't do it, even as a North Carolina guy. Um, you know, I'm fading the Panthers just so when all my buddies squeal, I can laugh because I can wave the I'm going to bet face. them tonight. No way. You're yeah. taking the Panthers? Yeah. I mean, look, and like I might be a I, – I could definitely be the sucker here. I feel like I've been the whole season with Carolina. I keep expecting them to be something, and then they're just not. So maybe that will happen again tonight. I just can't – I can't get past um, – and look, maybe Carolina is just as bad, and we'll find out tonight, obviously. Like Tyson Bajan favored by more than three against another team in the NFL. Like I, I, I can't get there. So look, like maybe like Carolina's got a million players out on defense. Maybe like Kamada's another big game. DJ Moore can get going. Just like I, I kind of don't think they should be that big of a favorite. And if Carolina loses by three, I'll still win the bet. I'll take a shot on the Panthers plus three and a half. And uh, I'm going to play over receiving yards tonight, guys, on Jonathan Mingo, uh, the rookie wide receiver for Carolina. So, so just like I'll get in the weeds for like 10 seconds here. So Mingo the last couple weeks. That it's basically, now it's Mingo, it's DJ Chark, and Adam Thielen are the only receivers that play for Carolina. So Chark's not going to play tonight. Mingo's wide receiving yardage prop has basically been like in like the low 30s for the past month. It's 32 and a half again tonight, and Chark's not playing. So like, I think that's wrong. I'll play it over on Mingo, assuming that he's going to get, he's their unquestioned number one perimeter receiver now with Chark out. I'll play it over on uh, M-I-N-G-O, and Mingo was his name. We'll see how it goes. Plus 400 for a touchdown. You taking that, Nick? Yeah, I mean, look, I'll, the way I describe, like, the touchdown bets is, like, beer or pizza money. Um, I don't like to – I don't bet, like, chalky guys, and I'm not even say, suggesting that's, like, a bad way to bet them. I'm looking for, like, the guy behind the guy almost, like, for any time touchdowns tonight. So, like, look, like, that that may happen. Uh, Mingo may score tonight. Khalil Herbert – and I will be only in the weeds for, like, 10 seconds here, I promise. Khalil Herbert is not yet ready to play for the Bears, so they will continue their three-man running back committee. Uh, it'll be Deontay Foreman, the rookie Roshan Johnson, and Darrington Evans. Like, I play Darrington Evans anytime touchdown tonight for a couple bucks. He scored two weeks ago. The Bears use all three running backs, and that that backfield gets further complicated next week when Khalil Herbert's back. And if that right there, if that isn't the reason you listen to You Better You Bet, then that's it right there, because nobody else that I listen to is going to go that far into the weeds. And there's nothing I like better than just walking into the Sahara, grass over my head, throwing bets out. Be like, oh, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Prop, parlay a couple props. I like throwing them together. I don't know. Why do we have to be in the desert? We should be more like an oasis, man. We got to get like the man, here. Because it's all brown here in North Carolina. The grass has turned brown. We feel like we're in the Sahara. Listen, I'm going to tell you, I've been on the West Coast, Phoenix. I don't like the Europe game from the West Coast. I can't do it. It's Ooh. too early. Now, I love the Europe game from the East Coast. Elliot. Now I got a 930 morning action. Um, I'm a Patriots guy, so I'm going to have to skip this game because the only people worse than the Panthers are the Patriots. And I'm not sure that the Patriots even getting a point and a half against the Colts. I mean, this is this is awful. I can't help it. They did beat the Bills, though, so that's what I'm going to hang my hat on for the entire year. Um, what do you like on Sunday? Give me your Sunday. Give me your two or three Sunday picks. I love a home dog. Do I hate Jacksonville getting three, probably by the hook, three and a half against the 49ers? The 49ers should kill them, but 
couple bets for Sunday. I, I want nothing to do with that Colts-Patriots game. Although, on the East Coast, I do love the Sunday morning game. I'd much rather that than staying up late on Sunday night. Um, all right, let's tease the Patriots then, and we can tease them with the Minnesota Vikings if we want to do something there where, oh, look, maybe the Patriots lose this game. I have a hard time believing. Colts wide receiver, rookie wide receiver, Carolina guy, Josh Downs, didn't practice yesterday. He's been awesome for the Colts this season. If he doesn't play in this game, like, that actually hamstrings their offense a little bit. I like teasing the Patriots up above a touchdown to plus seven and a half. We can pair them with Josh Dobbs and the Minnesota Vikings against the Saints, where even if the Saints win that game, like we saw it last week against the Bears, this is not a team that's like, capable of winning by like by margin, unless they play the Patriots. Uh, so I'll tease the Vikings with the Patriots on Sunday. Vikings eight and a half. We'll tease the Patriots up to plus seven and a half. I will disagree with you on the Niners Jaguars game. I'll lay the 49ers here. I laid two and a half on Sunday night. I would still lay three in this game with San Francisco, where I look, Jacksonville's been really good. They're six and two, obviously. I think they're playing a little bit above their skis right now. I don't think this team's as good as it's looked up. They'll, they'll win the division, they'll still make the playoffs. And the Niners, definitely not as bad as they looked on this current three-game losing streak. Debo Samuel's going to be back. Maybe Trent Williams will be back, probably. I think the Niners go in there and win this game pretty comfortably against the Jacksonville Jaguars. This one will make you sick. Uh, I hate the Atlanta Falcons. I, I hate their head coach, Arthur Smith. I love, I'm a, I'm a big hashtag nerd. So before anyone wants to say like, oh, the fantasy football guy nerd. Yes, I am. Uh, can like can we use B. John Robinson? Like we all watched him in Texas, right? Can we use him down by the goal line, not as a decoy? Arthur Smith, moron. Can we get can we make this happen, please? So I, I I'm telling you, it's like Arthur Smith actually said earlier this week, well, Bijan's great, like excelling without the ball in his hands. That's great. You took a running back eighth overall to have him serve as a decoy. Brilliant, brilliant use of draft capital. Anyway, uh, <laughs> The, Fal- the Falcons are literally only going to be like a point favorite on the road at Arizona and Kyler Murray. I think the Cardinals might close favorites in this game. And I get it. Like, I like Kyler a lot. I think he's awesome. Just like, no way this can be the point spread. Also, like, the Falcons are desperately trying to win. And the Cardinals, I believe, are desperately trying to lose while making it look good in the process. So they can either draft Caleb or Drake May or Marvin Harrison. Uh, I'll bet the Falcons, and it makes me absolutely sick to my stomach to do so on Sunday. What do you make? I can't remember a lifetime where I saw a sixteen and a half point NFL game. Like, like, where are we at with the Cowboys and the Giants? Okay. And I only say this because the other people that the professor loves is the Eagles. And on the flight home the other night, him and our other stat guy would barely talk to each other because they're Eagles Cowboys. I thought we were going to have to split up a fist flight on the plane. But how about the Cowboys? I mean, sixteen and a half points in the NFL. So uh, I will preface this by saying I am a lifelong New York Football Giants fan. So it brings me no pleasure to say I would I wouldn't bet the Giants with your guys' money in this game, much less my own. Uh, so like I, I sit down on Sunday night, like the Sunday as games are ending, and I kind of think like before I look at the point spreads, like okay, like what what do, what would I need to bet like each side of the game? And I said to myself, I would bet Dallas anything under seventeen, and I would need like twenty one and a half to consider betting the Giants in this game. Like like the Giants. They can score. It's like, and I guess like Dak could throw a couple pick sixes. He could put the ball on the ground. Like that's how the Giants score in this game. Like they cover by by losing like 21-7. Like that's how it happens. The Giants are not going to score on offense in this game. With It's a Tommy DeVito baby. Like we watched him at Syracuse. It ain't happening in the NFL against this defense. So actually like I think Dallas is good up to 17. And look, like it's not a lock. Like, Dak could throw a pick six on the first play of the game. And then like the Giants will probably cover because it's such a big number. I just... I don't think the Giants are going to score on offense in this game. So Dallas or nothing for me. So it's funny. I have a two two team teaser I love, and it's Cowboys down to under ten. Bills basically a coin flip. 
because I think the Bills are going to beat the Broncos for sure. The Bills, after their Patriots loss, which I love, they're on a mission to prove that they are not as bad as they looked up in New England. Uh, so I think they beat Broncos no problem. How'd that mission go last week for Buffalo on the road in Cincinnati? Not, well, not great. Yeah. Well, I know, but that's why I think like I think it's kind of make or break been, time for they've Buffalo. been terrible all year though. I know, but jo- but I listen, mean, Josh Allen is great. How can they be this bad? Uh Steve, you and I will go uh mono e mono on this game on Monday night. I'll take the Broncos plus the points. Uh Denver coming off the bye. I think there's a chance, not saying definitely, but like probability wise, I think there's a decent chance that Denver will be in the mix for the final playoff spot in the AFC when it's all said and done. They're not they're three and five. I think they're alive to win this game. Like at some point, I I think Buffalo's upside, Steve, to your point, Buffalo's upside is to be the best team in the league. So it's not like they stink. They don't stink. But they're terribly inconsistent. And they're always rated like this. So whenever they play a team like this, like Denver at home, they're always favored by more than a touchdown, less than 10 points. Always. And at some point, I think we have to say, and maybe I'm wrong and they win by 30. It's impossible, right? I think like now is the point where we can say, I think they need to be rated a little differently here. And I'm not saying the Broncos should be favored. Just like maybe the spread should be six and a half instead of seven and a half. Seven, one of the most key numbers in betting in the NFL. Uh, I'll take the seven and a half with Denver. I think Denver might win the game on Monday night. Well, that's why I'm going to tease it down because I'm going to take them basically at a half. So I'm going to take it at just to win the game. I am bullish that, that seven and a half is too much, but I can't quite get to Denver might win the game. Me and me and Nick cost us a play. Nick, you better you bet. Our man has joined us. He's given us the handicap. I appreciate it. Um, German basketball, don't miss it. Maction early in the week. The chop will put you on the text thread. What could go wrong? Halftime hammers. Can I ask you guys a question before I bounce? Sure. Any 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 sport at any point in the next couple days? Give me like your guys' favorite bet. I will bet it, and I will like root it home with you guys. Last year it was fade Indiana first quarter every every week. They stunk. They came out slow. They're better first quarter team, but they're even worse defensively than they've ever been. So I like first half overs in every Pacer game, known to man. Tonight. They play Milwaukee oh. tonight. I'm on it. I won the first half over last. I'm, I got, I'm in well, with I, think I got it at 114. I'm in. First half over Pacers. We're in. I'm in. All right, there you have it. My man Nick Costas, you better you bet. Subscribe. Listen to him. He's got all the great action. Appreciate you joining us, my man. I appreciate you having me. Wishing you guys and all your listeners minimal sweats winning bets. The absolute very best of luck. Well, the question was who was going to get more words in. I think Nick won. No doubt. Three to one. I couldn't count him there so fast. My guy. I like hanging out with my guy because he makes me look like a slow-talking, normal (laughs) energy. I feel like I fit right in in the world when I hang out with Nick. Good talk, Russ. You with us, Wiz? Yeah, I I don't... I don't even know. What- He's still thinking about how we're going to change the predictor on that him. That was so many words, his head exploded. Yes. I've watched it grow in the middle of this pod. Listen, it's been a good season. We've had a lot of fun. Chop won some money. Uh, we've picked on the, uh, the Wiz. Uh, we're going to have to change it. He, formerly the professor, now the Wiz. We, we have one last thing. We need to find a date and settle this pickleball tournament. There's a pickleball and there's the kick herd around the world. It's both going to happen. All right, we can play pickleball this afternoon. Uh, do you still do Dirty Mo Live? Is Dirty Mo Live? We, Dirty Mo Live will stay the throughout off-season? the offseason. So if you're a, a subscriber to Dirty Mo Doe, we may drop a pod here or there. It's not going to be weekly now that racing's behind us. We might drop some football stuff, but turn in to Dirty Mo Live. That's where you'll get the pickleball results. Well, we will We will also be – we will have cameras for both of these, and these will be put out for the masses to see. Hey, I can do pickleball this afternoon. Let's I go. I got Dirty Mo Live this afternoon. But, yeah, well, I mean, you you tell us. me when, and, I, you know, 
we'll set it up and we'll get some dirty mo cameras there and we'll serve you guys up uh, some losses. Steve, just don't forget you uh, have to bring the refreshments. Yeah. A lot. Please. And I saw Stevie play um, ping pong this past weekend. I feel really good about our chances, Trav. Oh, that was it. That was that's what you sold me. That you got to play ping pong. <laughs> well, he yeah. doesn't apparently. He had to smoke. smoke. Wait a minute. I thought you were a ping pong savant. <laughs> oh Let me savant. Just like he is an axe throwing savant. With long arms. He, he is not a ping pong savant. You know what I am, guys? You know what I am? And Chava backed me up on this. I'm a gamer. <laughs> you just bring your damn. You know, hey, hey. I guess what? How much we were playing for in ping pong? Hard to say. What were we playing for, Russ? Well, zero. No, go ahead and answer the question, and then Chop will know why I Bragging stopped. rights. Bragging rights. Oh, yeah. uh, please. How do I do when I bring my game for bragging rights? Yeah, about the same as... The guy says, you're going to come to Cards Thursday night? And I said, you guys going to play for money this week? No. I, said, I don't think I can make it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like your guys' company, but not that much. Yeah, listen, I'm going to show my hand on ping pong. <laughs> Whatever. Bragging rights of ping pong. I will say, uh, hey, yeah, Rick Allen though that wingspan of nine feet is is hard to beat. He's so good. At one point, he was just feeding it right, left, right, left, right, left, just to get Russ to run, <laughs> running ping pong. Oh, he was running full sprint. Oh God. All right, it's been a fun year. Tune in, uh, Dirty Mo Live, and don't listen. Don't ignore us. There might be some Dirty Mo does if we have some good football weeks. And when I catch Travis in the pickup pool, we'll probably have to give that as a big update. For the professor, now known as The Wiz, for producer Travis, and for my degenerate buddy, Chopper. I'm your host, Steve Tart. This has been Dirty Mo Doe. Get all your bets in, and may all your bets pay off. Check out Dirty Mo Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.